episode 100. And it's a celebration. Let the campaign pop confetti all over the place. Let's have a day. Oh, oh I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I didn't shake it up. Oh, win. <laughs> shake it, Fitz, shake it. Dude, I got a dead one. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Hey, this is any indication how this episode's going. It's going to be a rough one. But uh, you know what? We're still celebrating. It's still fun. We got the whole pub. The crew is here. We got Jay Gray, Fitz, Matt, Tim, Devin, and myself. It's going to be one hell of a day regardless. And uh, I'm excited for it. So without further ado, let's get episode 100. Pop it. Let's take it back and reflect. Let's look at our Mount Pubmore of special <laughs> guests. Oh, I like that. So, you know, we've had some amazing guests on in these almost two years we've done this. A hundred straight weeks. Who would have thought we've done it? Who is your all's favorite guest that we could put on Mount Pubmore? I'm just going to go out and say it. Joey Chestnut has to be on the pub. Has to be. Pubmore. Has I mean, to be. Has to be. I never had an understanding of like the mindset of a competitive eater and Joey Chestnut just blew my mind. And I think collectively we all agree, like that was a hell of a, an interview, hell of an episode. I think we all took something from it. He's got to go on there. Right. I, I think so too. Cause I, you learn so much about him and you only see him like on, you know, 4th of July weekend and in that 30 for 30 document, you really don't get a chance to know him. He's a really cool dude. Like he is down for the boys and I'm here for it. Yeah, he was an early teaser for us too. We we thought we had him in the bag and then he and then he didn't. And then, you know, we got him for an interview like a month before the hot dog eating contest, which I was like, man, like like pub sports talk doing it big. So yeah, and he was just great, great to have. Just that was a really fun episode. Yeah, Fitz. I'm I, I had totally forgotten that. I was ready to blackball him. Put him in the Pac-Man Jones pile and throw him away <laughs> for the pub, but glad we didn't have to do that to him. Yeah, Pac-Man's on me. I just never sent that email. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Episode 200, Pac-Man, he's coming on. Oh, God. All right, so lock him in. All right. Um, we got Joey Chestnut, slot number one. And slot two, this this might be this might be uh, controversial, but maybe not. Mine's Asher Roth. I, I think, I think um, not only like featuring a rap artist that's on my Spotify, but uh, his takes on March Madness were awesome. I, I thought that whole episode, like, you know, picking his brain, he was knowledgeable of the sport. He had some really good takes and was going in. And I looking back, that was one of my favorites just listening to. Again, just two things I love, music and college hoops. And it, it all came together in that one. So Asher Roth's my two. I don't, I don't know about you guys. We yeah, what I loved about Asher Roth was that you could hear him eating a taco or a burrito <laughs> as he was talking, and it was like the most ordinary, ordinary everyday shit that you'd ever heard. You know, like he, I, I love that. Like, yes, he made a name for himself, and he's continuing to make a name for himself. But when he sat down with you guys, it was like he was just having a beer at the Bros and eating his taco. It was great. Exactly, Jay Gray. That's that's exactly how I felt about it. Like everything felt natural. Like it's like, oh shit, we get Asher Roth on as soon as he gets on. It's like, oh, this is he's he's down for the bros too. Like this is good. This is a good conversation. 
Who's I'm going to throw one out there. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed, I didn't get a chance to be on this show, but I really enjoyed listening to um, Diana Burgess. Oh, yeah. The NBA G League scout. Or, yeah, is she a scout? Uh, no, so she worked in the creative department for the G League. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But listening to her and, like, just her experiences coming up, especially as a woman working, working in the NBA, um, was really, really inspiring. Um, and just how she pushes every day and contributes and how hard it can be, especially in the G League. Um, to keep those guys motivated and to keep fans motivated to come. So it was really interesting to to listen to her and hear her story. Yeah, no doubt. And she she crushed it. And she actually moved on from the G League, which is kind of sad to say, but exciting for her. She's moved in with, um, I just had it, Wonderman Thompson, which is kind of like a creative branch. And they do a lot of really random stuff all across the globe, which I know she's pumped for. Um, but yeah, to to like dial in on the G league, I was pumped for it. Cause I didn't know anything about it. And and so I know Tim was upset. He didn't get his G his Gatorade packet that he was supposed to get his testing on. But other than that, I think it was a hell of an episode. Slate Matt. Um, you could technically put like my pick into, even though they're two people into one person, Kato and T Henny. I absolutely love that episode. It was nice to talk to somebody about football. I think those two guys were absolutely brilliant. I, you know, absolutely love that episode. Loved, loved being on a great episode. Favorite, one of my favorite guys I've had on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, we've, we've had, had him on, on multiple yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's your show, Matt. We're going to let you have it. Damn what is. Honorable mention, we, we all brought a soccer correspondent on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was actually that was that. really that was a fun episode. That was, <laughs> that a, was a good one. <laughs> Just let him duke it out. Slate, anybody stick out? All, you? I was gonna say, just piggybacking off of Matt's, uh, we could put all of the App State football players on there. Every single one of them has been really enjoyable to to talk to, and it's kind of like a blast from the past for, oh, yeah. for me at least. But mine is Big Bad Brad Johnson. <laughs> Big bad. That was Brad. a hell of an interview. Big bad Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that that quick. <laughs> yeah, no, I love talking to him. Loved hearing about his uh, just football experience as a whole, and you know the Super Bowl and everything. So very cool. Yeah, somebody yeah. you grew up with, and, and like you get to watch, and you're like, oh shit! Like I remember playing with you on Madden, and, and now you're talking to us, which is pretty cool. And so, yeah, his uh, journey. Like in his life, I mean, like basketball, football across the board, yeah. And yeah, that was just crazy. His journey, just really, really fun to listen to his story. And he still got it. Too. Oh yeah, like the TikTok he's putting out, still got it, still slinging it. And not to not to mention the the Kurt Warner story. <laughs> oh. Drop fifty five on him. <laughs> like, Dotted fifty five in his man. eye, son. <laughs> I'm here for it. I actually got a, a Kurt Warner's helmet right there. I wish I'd have had it out for um, <laughs> for Brad Johnson. Maybe I'll get him to sign it and just 55 dotted. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, you know, for me, I think our first one sticks out to me. Getting Zach Thomas, ZT12. And, and that's still, I think, our fourth highest listened episode. Like, it gets listens every single week. Really cool dude. And uh, I think it kind of got our foot in the door for some of these other interviews. So that one sticks out to me, too. But honestly, I, we haven't had a bad guest from from Can Jam, C, CFOs to 
Pure Spectrum CFOs and Adam Brenneman, who's who's trying to create content for the NFL draft and that type of stuff. Is likely, even though he's from Coastal, which we hope to see his name called this weekend. Really awesome guest. And I can't thank him enough for hopping on. And hopefully in the next 100, we get some even better guests and some cooler guys and get these guys back on. That'd be dope mm-hmm. as hell. I still have Cameron People still. He uh, Cameron People sets the bar for all college players with my NFL ceiling and floor question. That was a great question. Cameron Peoples went deep on the running backs, and I just like he he is here, and everyone else like yeah they they're good, but but Cameron Peoples he he's by far my favorite app guest just for that. Well, Demarco Jackson tore apart your list with who he said yeah he did and he was yeah he was he basically just took my list yeah yeah he also did well yeah it's bars raised boys you coming on the pub you better come correct for fitz's question the Mm. bar has been raised i love it well hey speaking of draft and all that good stuff let's talk about some nfl draft which starts thursday It's held in Vegas this year. A lot of stakes up for grabs here. It's going to be one hell of a draft. And I don't think anybody has a clue what's going on. I, I could not put that music on there. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, but this draft, I, you know, it came out, what, two days ago that Walker from Georgia is now the favorite to be taken number one overall. You know, Aiden Hutchinson had led for three or four months straight in the Vegas odds here. Uh do you guys have a clue who's going first here? How do we feel about the draft? Any and all thoughts, what do you got for me? This is the biggest mystery. I think you nailed it. Like, there's draft years where – and maybe we've been spoiled because of the quarterbacks. Like, again, I, I think that the quarterbacks have been a key component. And this year, I, I haven't heard anything about quarterbacks. Like, I, I feel like no one's really even really considering – but, um, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of trades. I think there's a lot of teams like – I think the Packers have – Packers have like 11 picks. I think the Ravens have like – how many of y'all got, Devin? Like 10? <laughs> so, I don't know. I think a lot of teams are loaded with picks, and I think we're going to see a lot of trades. And, and yeah, just, just be ready for complete chaos. They, it, like, I just – I don't think anything's on lock at this point. Mm-mm. No, I agree. They, you know, I was listening to some FanDuel, the heads odds maker for FanDuel, talking. He's like, yeah, we feel real confident. We've seen a lot of money come in on Walker. And it's like, get the fuck out. Like, no, you don't. Like, there, no one is confident of this number one pick. No one at all. Get out of here, FanDuel. Well, I mean, the other thing you have to think about is the number one pick's going to Jacksonville. Their <laughs> new head coach is an offensive head coach. Yeah. I don't think they're picking defense. In fact, okay, I looked it up because I didn't know who else I would say. But I remembered this guy, um, Parker. You and I saw him play at NC State. Icky Ekenwaunu. Close enough for me. Um, he had to protect their quarterback, whose name I can't remember. Okay, against a Clemson defense, which yes, regardless of our season this season, the defense was still a Brent Venables defense and was still a dangerous, tough defense. And he protected that quarterback. I think that quarterback only had three sacks on him in a double overtime game. So, I mean, you can't overlook him. NC State actually has had a few offensive linemen come in and do very well. 
One of those being the guy that's with the Vikings. Quentin Nelson is from NC State. Um, maybe he's still with the Colts. I have no idea where he yeah, is. He's still with the Colts, yeah. But he he was with NC State and he did really or has been doing really well. Um, has been a staple of the offensive line. So I would look out for him. I wouldn't be surprised to see his name called first overall. You know, I like that. I like that a lot, Jay Gray. And and for a while, it was Neil from Alabama that was leading the charge for offensive linemen. And then all of a sudden, you know, Aquano just comes out of nowhere from state. And his film doesn't lie. Like like you said, we saw him in person, Jay Gray. We saw them take down the mighty Clemson with you know him being from NC State. And he does his job. And he does his job damn well. Any team that gets him is going to be lucky to have him. Me as a Cincinnati fan, I'm thinking, hey, let's trade up. Let's go get him. But you know, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Tim, go ahead. Oh, let the people know what you have in your hand, Tim. Oh, uh, funny you should notice that. Um, <laughs> I have the Pickham's Trophy for football. This is weird, right? <laughs> um, so I think my picks are pretty good, and I'm calling it right now. Aiden Hutchinson's dropping to number two, the Detroit Lions, MCDC. We're going to the playoffs next year. Aiden is going to have a defensive play, defensive rookie of the year year. Book it. Hammer down. Yeah, I hope he does well, but that did anyone is. else watch that game that Michigan lost like by 60 to Georgia too? Like I don't trust him. I don't trust him. He's one guy. I mean, he is. (laughs) Georgia has like an army. I hope he does well. I hope he does not come to the Patriots. Although Bill Belichick loves Michigan men, I hope he does. Evan, I thought that was a slight at the the Lions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean that too. Yeah, he's one guy. You guys just Joe Pesci over there. It's one guy, huh? (laughs) I'm funny. How funny? Like a clown? Do I amuse you like a clown? Never dug a hole before. I dug a hole. I think I've never dug a hole. <laughs> and I will like to just remind all of our listeners out there that Detroit is the second pick and the Jags are the first pick. Um, just a little bet we had, you know, last season, Matt and I. <laughs> if anyone needed a reminder, you know. Um, so, yeah, my picks, go ahead and book it. It's set in stone. Aiden, number two. Hey, uh, I can see it, especially with Walker being the favorite now. I mean, if if Aiden gets to stay in Michigan and and Dan Campbell gets to bite kneecaps alongside Hutchinson, hey, it all takes one player. Cincinnati's living proof of that. It takes one player to get to the Super Bowl, Tim. You're ready to go. <laughs> Let's do it, boys. <laughs> Let's go. What other draft thoughts we got? Has Nivino uh, just like dropped out of contention for this? I thought he was like the the lock a few months ago for some reason. So it seems like every draft expert is either he, he's in the top three or he's going late first round. Like there's no in between. So we got like a Brady Quinn situation here, where like Brady Quinn was either going to be a number one pick or he was going to slide, slide, slide on down, and he's going to be sitting in that green room coming to a meme. So I don't know, man. To me. His athleticism is freakish. Like, it's out the roof. I just – I don't know why they don't love him besides his personality, which we we heard about last week, that his personality is kind of uh, iffy. But other than that, 
to me, I think he's a dude that can straight up ball. I've been curious. I know we've talked about Kyle Hamilton before, the safety mm. on Notre Dame. I think yeah. he's – you know, I thought before like mock drafts were coming out, I would have put him like top five maybe. Like, you know, maybe like a, a, a safety going fifth overall. And I just don't know if people draft safeties that high, but – He's one that just seems can't miss to me. So if I've been surprised. Not mistaken, I didn't think that he had that great of a combine. Okay, and, and that's what I figured. Maybe, know. maybe that was. I can't remember if it was him. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm just saying, based on the season, based on the way he has played at Notre Dame, he just seems like an elite. Like he's coming in as like the elite safety that you only see like once every four years in the draft. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of a little honey badger. Like he just goes coast to coast, sideline, sideline. He can fill the gaps in for you. Yeah. He, but, he runs the lanes really well. Yeah. I, I think Slate's right though, that like he, he didn't have a great combine that like his film is athletic as hell, but the combine didn't quite live up to the expectations, but it's one day. Like everybody can have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Go off the film. Cause I think a lot of experts have him going top five. Yeah. From what I've seen. But once again, this draft, I don't think there's a true expert for this draft. I would just say, uh, I'm looking at, I don't even know who this guy is, Bucky Brooks mock draft. But he moved up, my guy, Sauce Gardner. <laughs> Too much sauce. I'm all about some sauce. <laughs> Dude, sauce looks insane in the open field. Like in the combine, all his stuff is so damn smooth. It's unreal. With a name like Sauce, you better be damn smooth. How tall is yeah. he? Uh, six three maybe. Jeez. Okay, <laughs> man. Because yeah, that was like one of the things that they were freaking out about. It's like, how mm. in the world can somebody this tall run like that? <laughs> <laughs> man, I love it. Hey, the draft kicks off Thursday. It'll go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Listeners, watchers, let us know who do you think is going number one. Who do you think is getting left in the green room in Vegas? And uh, who do you think is going to be the ultimate sleeper of the draft? Now, real question. My bookie, over under two and a half quarterbacks taking the first round. What are we doing with that number? Do we think more than two two and a half quarterbacks are being taken or under? under. I couldn't even tell you two quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah, under. Under. That's what I think. Under, under. too. Yeah. If if you look at all the the top five picks, they all have quarterbacks for the most part. Yeah. I was thinking team needs is like once you get in the later rounds, all the all the playoff teams pretty much have QBs. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be a, a prop bet for like the decibel level of booze that you know that um, Goodell gets that's when he first gets that's to the podium. I on. Yeah, I don't know if it is, but Raphael, you need to get on that. Yeah, Raphael, <laughs> let's make this happen ASAP. I don't know why that reminded me of like Joe Rogan's. Like, could you pull that up, baby? <laughs> so we just need Raphael like in the production booth for us it's like hey yeah. get on that stat for us ASAP he's like yeah I'll set the number right here <laughs> well speaking of booze and stuff I know we saw this because we were in the group chat talking about it in the Instagram chat talking about it Yankee fans ruthless throwing garbage throwing trash Guardians ain't about that life they're ready to fight everybody in the stadium and so this brings up a really big question do fans take take sports in general way too far? Like at the end of the day, these are human beings. 
throwing dry, trash and garbage. Yeah, you can shit talk and smack talk. Like we talked about last week with Kyrie Irving. And we want players to give it back and to have some give or take there. But did the Yankee faithful go too far here? Jay Gray, I know you're a Boston fan, so I'll let I mean, you have first at bat. I, I mean, me and Jay Gray both are kind of biased on this. Yeah, we're both <laughs> AL East. Um, do I think they went through far too far? Probably. But would the same thing probably happen at Fenway? Definitely. Ooh, okay. And in the high road. Look at you, Jay. It could be arguably worse. Um, I mean, those fans, I mean, it wouldn't be coming from right, left field, right field, wherever the monster is, because those are really hard seats to get, but the bleachers get ugly real quick. And, real and quick. right field, aren't, they're like right on top of you. Oh yeah. They're on top of the bullpen. And yeah. like when I was a little kid and my dad would take me up there, like he'd be like, do not tell your mom I took you here and do not repeat <laughs> anything you hear. So, I mean, Am I going to be the Boston fan and be like, oh, that's classless? Yeah, but like the same thing could probably easily happen in Boston. Now, I think the fans question is kind of hard um, for a lot of us because um, we're so used, or at least for me, I grew up with college sports being the number one. And I can tell you from my experience with college sports is I'm willing to say over 50% of the time, the fans that are the ugly, mean fans are either drunk out their brains and won't remember it the next day, or people for in the college stance, people who didn't go to the school but grew up around the school and just became fans because that was like like the University of South Carolina. If you went to USC Aiken, you're probably a University of South Carolina fan, you know, because you don't have a football team, but you're in the USC school system. So like I argue that they're drunk assholes or they are so passionate because that is just the only thing they have close to like a big college experience. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's what I can take from it. Damn. That's hate. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're not wrong, Jay. I mean, honestly, you're no, not I, wrong. Absolutely. Well, it started with the the fans were cheering for an injury, right? Yeah. It was an outfielder. Yeah. Oh. Outfielder got hurt. And it wasn't even the fans that were throwing beer. It was a different group of fans. It and it happened section. later. Yeah. yeah it, it was something to do with uh, Miles Straw, the center fielder. Um, and uh, the, the story is just like kind of combobulated. It, the main thing was just like the, the garbage. But something happened when – uh, the injury happened with Straw. Yeah, he jumped up, he jumped up on the fence, mm -hmm. and uh, then that new uh, video came out where he's like, "Hit me, motherfucker!" Like, and yeah, yeah, got up in that guy's face, and the guy was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna do nothing." But no, uh, then it then it translated like once they hit the, once they hit the walk off, they started throwing shit and just being dumb as fuck. Well, you know, it it really frustrates me that like. 99.999% of these fans that chirp and talk shit and like throw stuff are really not about that life. Like you get pressed by one of these six, eight athletes who just, I mean, pissed testosterone left and right. They get in your grill. Like you're going to back down real quick. You go from, Oh yeah, you ain't doing shit to like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Have a great day. My apologies. Good, sir. God bless you. Like, if you're going to do this as a fan, you better be ready to get knocked the hell out or be able to, you know, protect yourself. Because 
at a way at, after you break certain protocols, after you you come for somebody's like livelihood like that, you better get ready to get pressed because shit's about to get real for you. I mean, Mike Tyson gave you that example this week. He punched a guy who was trying to take a picture of him on an airplane. I don't blame him. Get out of my face. Yeah, yeah. that video is like extremely obnoxious. Like it, it gives me like secondhand uh, anxiety just like watching it. I'm like, dude, Mike Tyson's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Tim, Matt, any thoughts to add to it? Yeah, I think they should take that whole lot of fans – they should go down the road to MetLife and uh, do the old-fashioned blood sacrifice to the turf <laughs> turf god. Um, just let it feed on them because they're garbage. I don't know. It's it's like you said. It's like there's got to be that fine balance like with Kyrie and the fans, and he's kind of uh, bouncing back with it. But, you know, like trash, you know, someone allegedly throwing a beer on Ron Artest. Like these things should not happen. Fans what, throwing. What do you mean allegedly? It was caught on video. Was that the alleged? <laughs> okay, okay. The dude went there's, to jail for it. Yeah, there's pretty oh damning proof that he threw beer at Ron Artest. But, like, as much as I love the mouse in the palace, um, you can't do that. You just, the line's drawn, and when you cross it, you go to the turf god. So, bye. See ya. <laughs> Uh, um, so there's a famous quote once said by a Liverpool manager. Um, some people believe football is a matter of life and death. And I can assure you it's much more serious than that. Um, like, you know, people work, you know, over here, like throughout the week. And then they spend like 60, 70 quid, probably over a hundred quid a week to watch football. And then you see your team and like the players aren't putting a shift in. You'll be fucking furious absolutely furious if they're just lazing around and they're earning like 20 grand a week you know what i mean so absolutely fair play for any of those fans for just like giving all that their play you know their players an absolute hard time yeah okay they're human beings but also you're being paid to play football put a shift in all right hey that's a that's a great point and we're about to segue to someone who hasn't put their shit in yet but on the flip side of it, yes, there's God-given talent, but they sacrifice so much from youth sports, high school, college to get to where they are that, you know, people want to trade places with them. Hey, I'll trade paychecks with you, but they weren't willing to do the work when they were younger to get there. Now, yes, there is God-given talent. I'm just playing devil's advocate for you here, Matt, just to kind of poke the bear over there at 2 a.m. for you. But, you know, I heard that argument the other day. I was like, man, I didn't really think about that. Like, yeah. I wasn't sacrificed everything when I was younger to, to go to play in the NFL. No, I'm six foot, 180 pounds when I graduated high school. I wasn't going to the NFL anyways. But, you know, it, it, some people are willing to work that hard. Wes Welker, you know, um, Coop or Cup, Cooper Cup from uh, the Rams. I, I'm just naming white wide receivers at this point, but <laughs> Jordy. <laughs> Jordy, yeah, Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Hunter. On a rent fro, yeah. Mm. Keep it up. <laughs> How many other Caucasian white receivers can we name? Let me say one more thing because you mentioned Kyrie in Boston. Boston did not back down to Kyrie. Let me tell you, we still let him have it. So, mm. 
appropriately, surprisingly. But appropriately, yeah. And I love it. Like Kyrie was giving it right back to him. Like that's the way it should be. You're gonna talk smack. I'm gonna give it right back to you. You can handle it. Cool. We got this thing going all night long. If you can't, then there's a door. But yeah. Well, someone who has not been putting the work in, and they're getting exposed on social media by Hall of Famers. Ben Simmons. Is he soft or is he misunderstood? He's coming off a back injury. He was supposed to play last night in game four of the Celtics Nets so they wouldn't get sweeped. He didn't show up. He didn't play. He was uh, playing a little video game instead. Questionable decision. Ben Simmons, how do you feel about it? Man, I'm going to get real theological on y'all. I, I think we're all a little soft and misunderstood. I'll just be real honest. <laughs> Go ahead, Rev. Preach, you, brother. Preach you, brother. I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I Ben Simmons gets a bad rap. He, he always does. And he's just, he is an enigma in the sense that we've never seen someone like with the potential, like with his athleticism, who just shoots like dog shit. Like we've never seen that. And and it is just an anomaly. It's like this guy, if he just had, if he hit, you know, 55, let's say 60% of his open shots, he'd be an all-star, like yeah. no brainer, but he's shooting like 30%. <laughs> like maybe worse it, it's crazy so i don't know he's it's just interesting but i also think people want to blame him like i've seen i've seen things like blaming him for the reason the nets are getting swept and, and it's bigger than that you know the they're they're not playing as a team they've got they've got big names and talent that they're they're not playing good basketball yeah i mean they try to buy their way to the ring and just it, you're lucky when it happens, and there's not lucky. It, it, it was never going to work, I don't think, with that type of personalities on there. But yeah, I, I don't think it, I don't think it's fair to say that he's the reason they got swept. Because I can tell you, way more superstars on the Nets, and I don't even watch the damn sport than I can than I could the Celtics, and mm-hmm. they're getting swept. Like, and I wonder if it was an organizational thing. Like, did the organization say like, hey? You know, you're just coming off injury. We're down 3-0. It doesn't really fucking matter. Well, he hasn't played all season. And the organization was like, hey, he's going to play Monday. He's going to play Monday. Woke up Monday morning with a stiff back. And I was like, no, I'm out. Well, I can say from kind of experience, you don't want to mess around with a back to give him some benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. You really don't want to mess around with your back. Um, But I do think, I mean, it's it's a – Last game, you win it or you're not playing until October again. Do you really want to win a game? That's kind of where I am right there. But on the other hand, I think about the organizations he has played for. It's not like he's coming from playing for Charlotte. He's coming from playing for Philly to the Nets against Boston. Those are some of the most brutal fan bases in that little scenario that you could ever think of okay so i mean those are fan bases that aren't going to coddle him and i Mm -hmm. think that's what we're seeing i think you're absolutely right i mean they're ruthless and you don't perform you don't suit up a lot of fingers point at you and it kind of reminds me of the the old debate old basketball versus new age basketball 
you don't hear about guys taking, you know, live or die games off. No matter the injury, no matter what they've got going on, whether Jordan's betting a million dollars on a on a hole in golf or not, he loses it. He's still showing up seven o'clock at night to play some basketball. Or, you know, Larry Bird breaking a breaking a wrist and be like, hey, I tape it up. Let me go. I'm I'm rolling with it. So it it's just a new age versus old age that I don't think we're used to. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to give him some benefit of the doubt, but I can't do it. <laughs> I, I just can't. Clay going back out. Was it Clay who went out to shoot free throws on his tour, torn Achilles? I know Kobe did it. Kobe did it. Yeah. But you don't, I mean, I haven't seen that. I want him to prove me wrong. I wish the best for him, but. Yeah. I just can't. Doctor, any thoughts here? Who are you talking to, man? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, I'm a physical therapist, but um, not a doctor. So uh, what comes to mind is I think people need to, um, I don't know, you, you see two sides of the fence being played here. So the example that comes to mind, it's a watered down version of what we're seeing currently. But look at KD when he's playing for the Warriors, ruptured his Achilles. He had a calf strain for most of the series. People are pounding the table, you know, after, of course, hindsight 2020, after he ruptured his Achilles, why was he playing? He had a sore, you know, yeah. you know, you look at the, the data and a calf strain and you're doing this explosive movement, you're likely to tear your Achilles. Why in the world is he playing? And then you get people in this situation like Ben Simmons, who has had a lot going on mentally and physically. And he's, he doesn't feel his body's ready to go. And people are now pounding the table that he's soft. And it's like, what are you saying? What, what do you guys want? You guys want them to watch out for their bodies? Or do you want to watch them injure themselves more? I don't get it. Um, I've been a, uh, an advocate of load management this whole time. And, you know, I'm cool with, uh, like, like Jay Gray was saying, it's, I mean, it's the end of the series, like, what difference are you going to, like, are you going to reverse sweep? If Ben Simmons plays, are you reverse sweeping? The, <laughs> no. no, you ain't reverse sweeping them. You're done. Yo, it's gonna be a- but if he does, he just rewrote his whole career. If he does that, if he comes back, they yeah. win four games in a row. People are like Ben Simmons next to LeBron. Best name in basketball right yeah, now. Yeah, I was holding my tongue because you mentioned him. About, oh, he goes out and sees 10%. And <laughs> yeah. He's back in the same fucking scenario. Slips a disc. He's crippled for life, yeah. Yeah, geez. So, I don't know. I I think he's just – he's going to do his thing, and I'm cool with it. And um, I'm cool with any player at this level who says, you know what, I'm out this game. That's on you. It's 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 ultimately what you write in the, in the game. And it, Ben Simmons, I'm cool with him. Just didn't make sense for him to risk things like this for a seemingly lost season. Matt, you're kind of mean mugging there. Any thoughts on it? Don't fuck with your back. Like, if you've got a bad back, <laughs> don't play. Like, whoever's said, oh, he's soft, has never had a bad back in their life. Like, honestly. Well, you mentioned Larry Bird, and I'm like, Larry Bird broke his back, <laughs> like, paving his mom's driveway in French Lick, Indiana. Stupid and Larry basically- Bird. basically... <laughs> Yes, episode 100, baby. We quoted it. Let's go. 
We should have had a bingo book for something for <laughs> episode 100. Uh, I think this, it, just a small point. Um, I think it was the Baker Mayfield interview where like, I think it was that interview where he was saying like, he doesn't go to a car shop and like, like while the mechanic's cool. working on a car and just start booing the mechanic. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just think that's funny. Um, you know, in this situation, people are just like, wow, Ben sucks. Can't believe you played. He's going to show up to your office one day and just be like, wow, dude, your typing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say, like, hey, it's better than your free throw percentage, brother. Yeah. Hey-o. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, good point. Hey, let's take with basketball here. NBA playoffs. They're heating up. One series. Finally, locked and loaded. Celtics are moving on. First team to clinch second round here. Uh, Jay Gray's repping the KG jersey. Anything is possible. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Uh, you know, how are we feeling about these playoffs? There's some really great series, and there's some series that are just kind of a runaway freight train here. I mean, we look at the Suns, Pelicans, 2-2. Things are heating up. I don't know which way that's going. I was all about the Suns at the beginning. Now I'm like, oh, Pelicans, you might get this thing done. Mavs, Jazz, we knew that was going to be a, brawl, a bar fight, and that's, it has not disappointed Warriors Nuggets 3-1. I think that's going how most people thought it would. Grizzly T-Wolves. We know T-Wolves were scrappy, but damn, I didn't think they'd be pushing this close to it. And then on the other side, Heat taking care of Atlanta pretty easy. Philly, Toronto, and kind of a – it's a close series, but I think Philly, I think they're going to lock it out and get it done here in the next day or so. Bucks, Chicago, same thing, 3-1 Bucks. How do we feel about these playoffs? Yeah, I thought Dude, the Sixers – I thought the Sixers were gonna sweep. First of all, they cost me money on that. Oh. But uh, yeah, go Dev. Uh, what the hell's going on with the the protest at the? Is it the Timberwolves? Dude, every single game. What 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 is happening? Does I don't know, know what, what the, the protest, protest is. About. is? I, I don't have a clue. They're doing a really good lady, job marketing. Good job, guys. <laughs> one lady super glued her hand out to the court. One lady. Handcuffed herself to the basket, and the other lady didn't get a chance to do anything. She was tackled as soon as she got on the court. So, dude, that guy needs a contract ASAP. <laughs> hey, you see the video of him just looking at her? Like he 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 broke down film. He was watching him and John Gruden are sitting there like, all right, she does this. This is where we move. Yeah, I think I think it's something to do with like uh, the owner of the Timberwolves. I, I guess he killed like a bunch of birds or something. Oh my god! And, oh, and people okay. are that's, that's people crazy. are protesting that I think, or, or trying to raise awareness, but clearly it's not doing a great job. Are these NBA I mean, fans, or they're just finding a way to get to the game? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're dropping some money because there's like courtside seats for playoff yeah. games. I didn't know that that was that was what it was. So apparently he, I know what you're talking. About. I know what it is now. So apparently he owned uh, some like chicken farms and. Uh, the birds, like a bunch of the chickens had like uh, avian flu or something like that. So they basically like cooked them alive. Like they like basically burnt down the whole, the whole oh chicken. Farm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's yeah, absurd. Yeah. It's insane. But. And now all the bird advocates are, really... are coming to the, the game. Yo, Tip, when you said he killed a bunch and you kind of took a weird pause and I was like, like, do we have Michael Myers on oh. our hand owning the fucking Team Wolves over here? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Great awesome. playoffs. <laughs> yeah. 
Off and off the court. We're yeah. sold. How 76ers would it be for them to just get rocked by the Raptors after almost sweeping? Yeah, having a 3-2 lead and just trying to just claw their way back. Lose on a Kawhi roll. Hmm. Again. I mean, Toronto is no – it's no slouch. They still got weapons. They're still one of the best offenses in the league. Well, that Embiid game winner, game three, I was like, all right, they're they're sweeping. I mean, it just felt like that was – Toronto had they controlled that whole game, and they let they let Philly back in it. And then I don't even know if that was the option, you know, like on the inbound play to Embiid, they had like less than a second turn around, just straight buckets. Yeah, it's just like man, Embiid, he's locked in. But yeah, I mean now is three two now, three two. Mm-hmm. Jeez, yeah, it, it looked like they had it. Looked like they were going to sweep and they at least win in five. So, yeah, that's surprising. Uh, any other playoff thoughts that we got? Yeah, I've been watching a little bit of that Dallas um, Jazz game hmm. series. That one, well, mostly because some, yeah. Anyway, that one's been really, um, really interesting. Um, it's some really, really good basketball being played and by good basketball I mean it's team basketball like mm-hmm. I'm not here to see the LeBrons and the the Kyries and the Kevin Durant's just dribble around themselves with the ball I want to see actual teamwork and that one's like really impressed me um with how well they share the ball um I haven't gotten to see a Timberwolves game yet but I feel like it would be the same sort of story um both of those teams just share the ball really well so I've been I've been happy with the i guess quality of team basketball i've seen mm-hmm. well i think that's the thing is like the the reason the nets lose all four games is i do that that's my hope is i think the the nba has kind of transcended into this i think i think part of it is like the warriors i think the warriors should like no you gotta have you gotta be able to like move the ball find your shooters and maybe it's in that Spurs basketball, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's, it's essentially just kind of the Spurs. I've always said the, the Warriors are the Spurs, but with three point shooting, like that's, mm-hmm. that's basically what you get. And I think that that's where the game has evolved. I mean, with those, with those series, you mentioned Jay Gray, uh, T Wolves and the Grizzlies has been like a track meet. Those teams just run Ant-Man and John Morant are just, just they're just athletic as mess like they and they just they just run the floor really well but um i think the big thing for the jazz mavs i mean we've seen the jazz is they they've been playing at a high level defensively that's been their their really their really team defense has been what's kind of carried them the past few years i was curious with the mavs with luca out like i wasn't sure they were going to be able to hang around and they won two without luca and then, you know, and he just he just won game five for him. So that's what makes Dallas interesting is if they can if they can figure out a way to close, um, I think they create a pretty scary matchup for the Suns who don't have D book now. So so that's a team to keep an eye on. Just the Mavs. It, it could be a Lucas show, um, at least get into the Western Conference finals. Yeah, it, you know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, Alex Marinelli last week talked about, hey, this kind of this is a little old school basketball here of, of hey, you let your star Luca 
get hot and the supporting cast, make sure they're doing their job and, and everybody's getting their touches. Like Jay Gray said, it's a lot of team basketball that we see. Yes, your stars, he's facilitating everything. He's getting his touches, but the whole team is kind of, they all came together and, and both those teams are just clicking right now, which is pretty awesome to watch. And I didn't realize Booker was out. So yeah, this, this series got a lot hotter for the Suns. Uh, any other thoughts for NBA basketball? Steph is amazing. Like that's all. Like it just he is just I love it. And and I think we forgot about it. But yeah. and and so I'm also curious is that's even where I'm keeping an eye on in the West. Uh, you know, it's probably gonna be, I mean, we'll see the Jazz could win two here, but it'll probably be Suns, Mavs, and then Warriors would face I don't even care who they play. Warriors will probably beat whoever they play. So then it's like, is it gonna be Warriors and the Suns without D Book? Or is it going to be Warriors and, and this Luka Doncic um, Mavs team? Can't say his name. I struggle with those European names, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but, Matt loves that. I don't know. I just I, like a Curry versus Luka showdown with with great with great support around both those teams. Um, I, yeah, just really exciting playoffs. Yeah, I forget how, how electric Curry can be when he's healthy, when he's on, and, and the supporting cast is doing what they're supposed to do. Like, all season long, even last season, I was like, maybe maybe Curry hit his prime. Maybe Curry's done for. Nope, this postseason, he's like, ha, let me show you. Primetime Curry's back. All right, Matt, you ready for some footy selections? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's my Stephen Sherrod impression. Um, <laughs> right. So, over the weekend we had Liverpool play Everton. This is the Merseyside derby. This is these are the two main teams in Liverpool. Um, and this game, like, uh, was all about the top of the table and the bottom of the table. Liverpool are gunning hard to win the league. They are one point behind Man City. Everton, a team that's always been like finishing between like 6th and 10th in the Premier League for literally oh, about 20 years are currently in the relegation zone they're in serious trouble they'll be going down to the league below this hasn't happened to Everton in probably decades and decades um, so yeah this would be a huge scalp of Everton get relegated and they'll be in serious trouble so watch out, T. Henning. I know you support Everton. But yeah, um, this was a proper fierce game. You guys talked about um, like scrapping in the NBA. This was a proper scrap. Um, Sadio Mane uh, poked one of the Everton's players in the eye. <laughs> um, there was tackles flying in everywhere. It's amazing it wasn't a red card. Like It was like a proper kicking the shit out of each other. It was a proper derby and the fans were getting into each other. It was a great game to watch. It wasn't the prettiest game to watch, but, you know, it's a proper fierce derby. You want to see some aggression. So, yeah, so that was really good. Really good game to watch. Um, uh, so, so looking forward, we've only got four games left in the Premier League season. Four? Uh, only four games left. Whoa. What are we doing? I know, it's ridiculous. Oh uh, and, and the game to look forward to this week, sorry. I'm trying to look up the fixtures and my mouse is not working on my laptop. So the games look up for this week. We've got Newcastle home to Liverpool. Since Newcastle became the richest club in the world, 
Um, they were for they've gone from the bottom of the table to ninth in the league. They've won been an unbelievable run. Now Liverpool will need to keep on winning to win the league. This is going to be a crucial game. However, uh, it's on at um, seven o'clock in the morning US time. So oh. if you wake up early and you've got nothing to do, <laughs> chuck it on. <laughs> um, but there is a good game to watch um, Monday on Monday the second. Um, Man United are our home to Brentford. Man United are trying to push towards Champions League. Brentford, um, first get first season in the Premier League. It'll be a big event for them to go to Old Trafford. And that game is on at three o'clock. So that's much nicer. Much nicer indeed. It's a lot more so friendly. There we go. A lot more friendly. So there's a lot of football happening this weekend. Um Champions League as well is in the semi-final stages. So next weekend will be the second round. That's a must-watch. So there's a lot of football coming up. It's all it's all happening. It's all happening. Good. I love it. What what a game today. Man City versus uh Oh my god, Real yeah. Madrid. Like wow, what a game. Unbelievable game. Like the people are talking about it. it's the best Champions League game in in years. Uh Man City won f- uh 4-3 against Real Madrid. Um just an end to end goals galore. Just what you want. It's unbelievable. Great storylines. Um, Phil Foden, who's 21, who's probably England's best player now. And he's like, how can you be 21 and be umber so good at, so good at sport? It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great game. Um, and the second leg uh, is next week at the Santiago Bernabeu. I think it'll be Wednesday, 3 o'clock. So that's a definite watch. Yeah. So what, what a list of games. And yeah, the season's kind of winding down, but... Things are heating up, Matt, which that's how we like them here. I mean, Liverpool, Man City for the title, and then, and then these other championship league games. I, ah, chef's kiss. Absolutely. Picasso. I love it. All right. Our 100th spud to stud. Stud to spud. Don't mean to give this one a little easy toss here, but Ben Simmons. Stud to spud. <laughs> No, seriously, what do you guys got here? Um, I'm gonna so I don't I don't think anyone else caught it, but the maybe Devin did. The Rays were pitching a no hitter against my Boston Red Sox on Saturday. Um, I got the update when it was going into extra innings. Uh the Sox ended up winning. So they didn't get a no hitter. But our very own alumni, Jeffrey Springs, pitched two no hit innings for the Tampa Bay Rays. So he, the only reason he would be a spud is because he plays for the Rays. But congrats, Jeffrey. Um, we're still cheering you on. Great job. Um, and I hope you get a full no-hitter one day. That'd be great. Hey, let's go, Jeff. Hey, you come on the pub, we guarantee you some good times. Not a no-hitter, but we, we guarantee you some good times. He's just relieving, right, Jay Gray? Middle reliever he, right now, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Spud. No, 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 no. Back that up. Stud to Spud. James Harden. Wow. I mean, he's been kind of trending down for a while now, but like ever since this trade, he made a, he made all that fuss from in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. got traded, got out. And like the time when you really need a shooter and Embiid, and I think Embiid kind of called him out a little bit on, on shooting. And well, I say that it wasn't really calling out. But like this is the time where like you 
if you make all that fuss and you're wanting out and you kind of pick the place, I mean, you got to produce, right? And he's just kind of, his, his shooting percentage is continuing to decrease. Um, yeah, definitely stud to spud. You know, this might put me in some hot water. I don't know, but I've never been sold on Harden like ever offense, defense. I've just never, he's never like been like, damn, this guy's really like MVP caliber. He's the next face of the NBA for me. Like it, I was never sold. Even when he was in Houston, I was never a believer in Harden. Cold blooded. <laughs> do what it do, baby boo. I think my, I think my stud to spud, I may, I may be speaking too soon, but I'm going to say the Utah jazz. I'm just going to say collectively the Utah Jazz. I, I think that their I think their era is over. I think they had their opportunity. I just see this series crumbling. And then I see them like like I could see them not making the playoffs next mm. year. Like I could just see it all falling apart and they had a I mean they had the best team a year ago. And I just think it was deflating how it how the season ended. You know, they were expected to go all the way. It's kind of what the Suns are doing, but but it was more like the Suns, it's more related to a to an injury than it is just a total collapse. But but I think that's where I'm at with the Jazz. And especially after Luca just made Rudy Gobert just look foolish. Like just doing old school, new school under the under the hoop there. Yeah, it's it's the jazz for me. Again, maybe too early to tell. I could I could have an egg on my face next week if the jazz <laughs> somehow win too, but but that's my that's my uh spud right now. Um my stud to spud is gonna be the Mercedes Formula One team. For the last from about two thousand fifteen to two thousand twenty one, they dominated Formula One. They had the quickest car every single year. Um, and this season, if anybody's had a look at the results recently, they are really bad. They're right. Lewis Hamilton uh, is not even racing for podiums. He is finishing outside the points. Outside the points, he finished 13th this race this Sunday, which is ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. Um, yeah, they had a woeful season, uh, Mercedes, uh, and it's throwing Red Bull all away. Flip side of that, Leclerc is uh, spud to stud. Except he didn't crashed do well that. last weekend. He crashed out this weekend. Hey, he's still he's still, a, he's still the number one, right? Or still, yeah, he's, he's still, still number still. one, but Verstappen's catching him. Nah. <laughs> and it's Leclerc. He's Monacan. Oh, oh he's Monagasque. Monagasque. Monagasque? Monagasque. He's a oh, Monagasque. Dang Monagasque. it. Okay. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Oh man, for me, it's us, boys. We're the spud the studs here. Who would have thought? People who have never even tried to do this thing before, making a hundred episodes. Shout out to us. We deserve all the praise. All the studs are right here. I'll drink to that. Yeah, that's right. Woo. Cheers to us. Like a little feel good memory there. All right, pub parlay time. We ready? Ready. We need to hit the bank accounts looking dry. We need this. <laughs> last week was really bad, wasn't it? It was it was rough last week. We all let us down in some way. I didn't even put money on it last week. Smart man. Because I knew I knew it wasn't gonna hit. <laughs> <laughs>
This week, we're making bank. So, who wants to start us off here? I got, well, okay. So, speaking to my stud to spud, I do think the Jazz will win game six. So, I I want to make my bet the Mavs to win game seven on Saturday. But if the Mavs do close it out before then, I would need a backup pick. Mm-hmm. So if if the Mavs Jazz is not available, like if I can't take the Mavs over the Jazz in game seven, give me the Twins over the Rays on Saturday. I like it. You had it. We're already off to a complicated start, but that's how we do it. That's how we do it here. After a long dry spell, I'm going to mix it up big time. Can I do a Friday night NHL action? Well, <laughs> only. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no. Well, all right. Only, right. If, only if the Mavs win. So if Mavs win game seven. Or sorry, if Mavs lose game six, then you can. Oh, there Mavs. you go. Yeah. Okay, so if the Mavs lose game six, uh, I want the New York Rangers to beat the Capitals. And if the Mavs don't, if Mavs wins game six, <laughs> oh, man, this is complicated, isn't it? <sighs> right, scrap, scrap the Rangers. Give me... Uh, I can't see Everton winning the game right now. Give me Chelsea to beat Everton. Perfect. While we're on football, I'm going to take Charlotte at home over Orlando. Because I'll be there. Ooh. Hey, Charlotte is doing it right right now. Bank of America, shout out to them. It's rocking. They're doing it right. It's been really fun. Good old David Beckham's club, right? Does Beckham own Orlando? That's in he owns into Miami. Oh, Miami. Well... It's time to bring it back, gang. I'm taking the Astros <laughs> over the Blue Jays <laughs> on Saturday. Book it. You know, Tim taking the Astros does make me feel safe. <laughs> does it? <laughs> it makes me feel safe. It makes me feel safe. They're a good organization. Blue Jays have been real good this year. <laughs> yeah, they have. Dog. Um, go socks over the Orioles Saturday because we're gonna be out of pitching. So wow. we're not gonna yeah, we're not gonna be able to do shit. Man, you guys have been covering the spread though. Shout out to Baltimore for covering the spread. Like what? Doesn't mean anything. Twelve out of three win. times. That's all right. It means it to us, damn it. To us. Not to Dolphins. I'm just Dolphins. getting I'm just getting shit on. Let's leave it. Hey, I just said you guys are winning us money a little bit. It was a shout out to Baltimore. <laughs> I, right. I did my own ball club a disservice by mm. betting against them, and I got shit on for yeah, it. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, you know NHL's getting close to playoff time, which I'm excited for. So there's not all the NHL games we can pick this weekend. So, I'm going to go MLB. I'm going to lay it down. Who's playing the Reds? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, the Rockies. Give me the Rockies. Rockies money line over the Reds. We stink. Wow. 
Rockies over. So I'm right there with you, Slate. Back in my day, you used to pull for your team, not root against them. <laughs> so what? Our owner's the biggest piece of shit. So. What's the parlay? Read it back to me. I gotta. I always text. There's a group of people I have to text this because they're always interested in the parlay. Oh, because they like losing money as well. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go, oh, there's their picks. We're going to go off. <laughs> All right, so we got maybe Mavs game seven Sunday with maybe – Rangers money line Friday. Everything else <laughs> is twin Saturday. Chelsea money line over Everton. Charlotte money line over Orlando. Astros money line Saturday. Red Sox money line Saturday. Rockies money line Saturday. Baseball picks I feel real strong about. Soccer picks I feel real strong about. <laughs> Wait, so Matt, what's to do with Chelsea? If if the Mavs don't win, or well, no, if the Mavs win game six. It was so, so I could take the Rangers, but you know what? You could scrap the Rangers. And scrap the Rangers. Scrap yeah. the Rangers and just have Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Mine's yeah. the only one that has a, it's either Mavs and seven or twins. Okay. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Well, listeners, hopefully you like losing money with us. We're going to reverse that. Get it back. Random question for episode 100. I guess what's your favorite like sporting 100? Like is it a 100-yard touchdown or have you got a favorite 100-yard touchdown? Um, like mine would be probably a player's uh, 100 Premier League goals or I don't know, 100 home runs. Is that a thing? I like it. I like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that comes to mind is the Usain Bolt and the 100-meter dash. But I'm like, I don't oh. even know. I don't know what to do with that. That's a good one. Yeah, but it's like your favorite favorite sporting like 100. Like an event. Yeah. And that's one of your favorite athletes, fit. So I think it works pretty well. I, do, I yeah. love some Usain Bolt. You could do favorite pub memory. Ooh. Favorite Ooh. pub memory. I like that. I got oh, mine. All right, Jay. Gobble, gobble, bitches. Oh, <laughs> we, we get, we're getting a t-shirt this fall. Fall yeah. line. We're getting that. <laughs> yeah, that was a classic. Hey, speaking of t-shirts, we got Smack Apparel coming on next week. Let's go. So, uh, and they want to send us some free goodies. And listeners, Ooh. watchers, huge announcement coming next week with Smack Apparel. Ooh. I think you know where it's headed. Oh. Little handshake Ooh. emoji, handshake emoji. It's not a grin emoji. You dirty dog. We talk a merger? Merger. Not quite merger. No one's willing to pay us to quit our day jobs quite yet. Mm. One of my favorite pub memories is when we got together and uh, watched Devin eat hot one sauce. Oh, oh the hot one challenge. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side, at least you finished that challenge, unlike Fitz. Ooh. Yeah, that was the beer mile. That's not my favorite memory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was going to go way smoother than it did. <laughs> you were you confident were as hell. So confident. <laughs> my body shut down. <laughs> like, my body just physically said, control, alt, delete. Like, no, <laughs> you're done. I'm trying to think my favorite memory. I, I think, because, um, you know, we covered guests with the Mount Rushmore. Because there's a part of it is I just enjoyed shooting the shit with Asher Roth. Um, that that was definitely fun, but I think with 
I think with this group, honestly, I think my favorite memories are like when we were just getting started and it was just in the wake of COVID and there was no sports on Mm -hmm. and we were literally just like going out of our minds. Like there's no sports. Like, what do we do? Like, what what do we do for fun? Um, And then just kind of those conversations we had of just kind of, you know, we'd pick a topic like, you know, who's the GOAT athlete or you know, was the biggest bust of all time. And it's just, it was really, um, it was just, there was an appreciation to just kind of shoot the shit with friends in a time when, you know, the world was shut down and, and sports weren't going on. And it just kind of gave you a different appreciation of like, oh, like this is why sports are important. Like even what we were talking about today with like fan bases, like booing and fighting, it's like, there's a thought in my mind is like, it's bigger than this. You know, like it's bigger than Green Bay, Chicago. It's bigger than Boston, New York. It's like, yeah, like we have teams, but like it's about that communal aspect. It's about like bringing people together um, and enjoyment of the game and love of the game. And like and I think that kind of was embodied um, with kind of COVID shutting down sports and, and launching this podcast. So that's probably that's probably mine. It's a more sentimental, more sentimental answer there. Good feel good answer there. <laughs> but no, you're exactly this is why we started it. You know, this is you know, to kill some time and be like, man, we need something to get our brains off this and sports aren't it right now because we don't have it. So yeah. Yeah. Now I look forward to it, you know, now it, it makes my week because I'm surrounded by people in school who literally know nothing about sports. So I'll be like, hey, I'll be at that uh that Sixers game. And they'll be like, wait, what what are the Sixers? You know, and it's just like, all right, you know, see you have a good day. And I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday. I get to, you know, I get to talk on the pod. So hell yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's cool. It helps the week. Tuesdays are, are my favorite early day of the week there. Ooh, my favorite probably moment is every time we call Jay Gray um, a Charlotte uh, Panthers, a South Carolina Panthers fan. <laughs> <laughs> that look. <work. laughs> <laughs> ah, you're going to get a flight to bird to me. She was too stunned to speak. <laughs> I tried to no give you my teacher look. It didn't work, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. I got oh, out of them today. Honorable mention, shout out to when we got uh, Matt on the podcast. Yeah. Just kind of just reaching out through Packers Pod. But yeah, mm. Matt's been a, been an awesome addition. Yeah. It's been a great addition. Yeah. Him and Jay Gray both. Thank you. Yeah. Fit like a glove. Really bring the pub together, guys. <laughs> Matt and I are besties. Don't let that comment fool you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dev, favorite memory? Uh, honestly, it was kind of like one of the memories that made me realize that, like, we weren't just, like, listening to ourselves. Like, obviously, we have listeners, but, like, uh, when the pub parlay was uh, – when we had, like, the big hit, I had, like, so many people texting me, like, dude – the fucking wolves like you know, <laughs> was, let's go dude like i was up on the i was like snowboarding that day and i didn't I had no service and, or nothing and i had so many people just like texting me up they said like fucking leave me alone i'm gonna wreck <laughs> like, it, it was cool to see like you know the all the efforts that we put into it and 
all that stuff uh like pay off and you know people listen and you know kind of just it was cool to like you know associate with that so and, and, the wolves of, course, hit. and of course the the win so <laughs> yeah the wolves hit twice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah insanity twice fucking locks of the century wolverhampton hey I could have said it better myself, guys. Literally, all those memories rolled up in one. Just the the camaraderie we have, the closeness we have, and, and us seeing our work and our hard work kind of branch out to other people, which has been awesome to see. And you know, we've we've inspired other podcasts to do the thing. Shout out Florida Score Sports and those type of guys. Uh, what a ride! Here's to a hundred more. Cheers, and uh, we'll catch you guys next Tuesday. Have a good one. Bye. Have a wonderful time. See ya. In a bit, go well. Thought we were gonna get Jake ready to say something. We just got the lady hands. I don't know what he runs in a forty, but that man is quick. Yeah, I fuck with with spiders, man. And just like (laughs) Richmond in general is a good place to hang out. Yeah, Richmond, dude. Let's go. Me really great pointers on how to get pissed up before a soccer game. Yo, but on the real, fuck so these confetti I'm pops. really excited. <laughs> Wait, what are the pointers? It's everywhere. <laughs> How's the journey? It's magic in September. It's like one of the hottest athletes in the world. <laughs> it was like FU up Fridays. And I guess you just, you got me. I went baseball, but it has different rules that go along with it that kind of go behind our underlying theme of getting fans involved, keeping fans If I catch it in my my beer, does that still count? Ten seconds. You do it from the bottom. Yeah, dude. That's what I did wrong. Make sure you shake it, dude. (laughs) Hold on. We got popping at the end. We're going to be off the air, but... Popping bottom. Popping pits. Twisty. Oh! Oh! He did it! We'll catch you guys next week.